Lessons on Life, the podcast where we discuss the 12 laws of mind that govern our lives. And it, and it is funny, LOL, Lessons on Life. So I hope you enjoy this and that it helps. The patrons at Patreon who support this message, they uh, get a poll and they requested an explanation on the Psalm 46, specifically Psalm 46, verse 10. And the verse is, Be still and know I am God. Well, the Bible, in the Bible, the word holy means to set aside, to set apart. Okay? And you're to understand that God is in your heart and he's whole and complete and until recently that took absolute faith but now science has shown us that there's a whole and complete brain in our heart so now the faith is believe that's God in you and he's in all men he's in all men's hearts Okay, there's a whole and complete God in each individual. Individual means whole and complete. And then all the individuals together make up humanity. So humanity is whole and complete. That's the baby. Okay, beautiful, beautiful baby. Man is God's highest creation. He imagined this little man is going to run around and name the stuff he made you know and he and his father mother agreed let's have him join us he's just the cutest little thing in the world you know so they went inside us and it's teaching you know, the firstborn, God in your heart, that he's subject to another. Another who's certainly not smarter than him, or better than him, or greater than him. But the one that loves is the one he's inside of. And it was divine love trying to express herself that went into herself and split in two. Created two minds, okay, a consciousness, and out of that fire came imagination. It's one mind, God's mind, inside God's mind. This is your God. The one you're to love with all your heart. And you're pulling the two back together. 
because they fell in love with you. And the one that started it all is right in your heart. It's right in your heart, whole and complete, self-sufficient. That's why we often want to be self-sufficient. But we went into man. So we have to all work together as one. So we're all whole and complete in our hearts and all our imaginations have been tied together, tied to the heart, follows the heart. And the only way for you to really express love of life, which is what you're here to do, you know that you love and you love life. You love it unconditionally. You realize it's all tied together with a string. That's why we love string theory. That's what it's about. If you pull the moon too close so you can have a romantic night with your sweetie, then you're causing tsunamis and tidal waves and other things in other parts of the world. You just ask God. You ask him to help you with the most romantic evening of your life. But if everything you do is for yourself, even when you do these laws, you know, eventually they stop working because you don't really mean it. You mean it on a superficial level. So, God, I am in your heart stops doing for you. Okay? He stops. You're here to express love, not be greedy, not be je jealous, envious, not hate on each other, not be afraid and scared of each other. You're to admire and respect yourself and others. And in this song, if you go past the tenth verse, that is, then you read um, right under that, Be still and know that I am God. Be quiet, quiet your mind, and know. It's the one in your heart doing all this. That's your I am, the one that was set aside. Okay, and that's where all the love is. And it needs to be expressed. So, I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. Exalted. The word, the Hebrew word that was originally means, you know, is, um, well, it can be exalted, which means to admire and respect. You know, to hold someone high up with admiration and respect. And that's, you know, it, it means that. But, you know, the Hebrew word for exalt, the root word rum, means to be high. And, of course, there's layers. You know, but it doesn't mean to, to get high, like do drugs and stuff. It means to hold, you know, in high regard and respect. You don't have to like them, but to admire and respect them. A good... Uh, Example of this was Rockefeller and Carnegie. You know, they were always uh, admiring and respecting each other and trying to one up each other in a good way. 
you know, doing good things for mankind and, you know, in different ways. And one saw life, you know, they both saw life objectively, but one exalted love over all things and commanded, you know, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. It's my love that matters. You know, and so when you be still and know that I am God, I am exalted among the nations, you are to know that all the hearts are tied together. I am admired and respected across all the nations. Me individually and everyone else. I admire and respect them. Therefore, you know, since I admire and respect myself, I admire and respect them and I have faith. You're going to show me admiration and respect back. Because we're one being. And they really can't help it. Okay? They are compelled by love. And it says, I am exalted in the earth. No. I, I'm everything. I am life. The one in your heart that was set aside, put whole and complete in you, so that you could have life and express love. The love of life. You know, expressing the God in your heart. Okay, to be like Him. Okay, I express love. That's what I do. You know, you never feel bad about being in love with love. And you never feel bad about being passionate. You know, about something. It's your love pouring out. And if you're being passionate about something bullheaded, you'll be shown. Okay, you will. It'll start hurting more and more. The screw will start turning. Okay? And love will knock that sucker out. The rest of the psalmist, the Lord of hosts, is with us. We're the hosts. Okay? He's inside us. So, and he made us. So, the Lord of hosts. He's in your heart. He's with you. And the God of Jacob. God, Jacob knew. Jacob knew. He is our refuge. We're safe and secure. As long as we continue to hold love in our hearts for life. For the others, even though they imprison us. Even though they attempt, we only let them. You know? And when you start asking why again, after being a child, grown up, and you start asking things like, why, why, why does this happen to me? You start to find out. God starts to tell you, it's you. You did it. Don't bother asking why. It comes, you know, over time. Oh, I did it. I thought it. You know, and, and then this is the beauty of forgiveness. Understanding that your I am is whole and complete and your heart is set aside. It's presenting everything that your imagination has put upon it in your life. Okay? And depending on what your life journey was, you know, determines what you're supposed to deal with. For example, in my life, ever since I was a young child, you know, I was always 
fascinated by crowds and individuals and how an individual with a strong mental fortitude could sit and be safe and secure even though everybody else was around them panicking. You know, that fascinated me. And how, you know, people would, as a rule, you know, the majority, 99.9%, you know, would give their own life up to save a child, you know, and would think of the craziest, most wonderful things that look like maybe it won't work, but it's going to save that kid, you know, and, and they do it, and it happens, you know, when, uh, when I, you know, just give you a strange little example, a uh, little girl fell into a, a hole, nobody really even knew how she got down there. Okay, and it took weeks for them to figure out a way to get her out. Then 30 years later, it happens again in Mexico. That happened in Texas, and it happened in Mexico. They got her out in a couple of days. You know, I am going to figure this out. So then guess what? Those guys who did that 30 years earlier started contacting them and said, do this, do this, do this. Oh, God, thank you. You know, and they get her out. They're not walking with God. They're just doing the best they can in life. But when they're expressing love, true love, miracles happen. You know, there are stories of people. Uh, this one story just stuck with me forever. I dug into it. True story. You know, a man was working on his car and the jack broke and the car fell on him and there was a woman there watching had been just she was out there she wasn't you know watching him but she saw it all and she screamed out you know oh god please make your hands come save this man and, and she wasn't the only one that saw it okay hands literally formed and lifted that car up while people ran to pull him out and then they dissipated but they touched the man on the head before they left that man survived and is doing well you know and it's just one person who you know believes in God with all their heart despite everything going on in their lives you know and calls out to love because it's hurting them to see this okay no this is not right you know you know it in your heart and so you do the best you can and, and she did and this man was saved now uh a lot of people just don't understand that it, it's all power that you hold within you okay and if you're using it for your own vain stuff you know eventually it stops working and this is what's happening now a lot of people um, getting stuff is not the same thing as getting something that you really want with your heart you know 
You really want a happy life, a different life. You really want, you know, um, you have everything you could possibly want or need. You know, so what's it all about out there? You know, and they have to be stripped away, usually, of everything they've ever gotten in the objective world. That's why Jesus tells people who want to follow him, well, get rid of your stuff and come. They don't want to get rid of all their stuff. They worked hard for their stuff. You know, and they just can't do that. You know, but then they learn. What good is all that stuff? Without love in your life. You know, without the people that you love there, whether they scream at you or not. You know, what good is life if you don't hear the laughter of little children? Playing, knowing that life is always going to go on and it's going to be great for those kids. You know, and what good is life if you don't, you know, enjoy being with somebody and not celebrate yourself, celebrate them and how much you love them. You know, and yeah, you want someone to share your pain and woes and troubles with them. But not to make a judgment out of you and certainly not to tell you how to fix your problem. You know, I and that's where a lot of judgment comes in. Is they're spilling their heart out at you. You know, and you in turn are immediately going to, how can I help you? I love you. Well, the only thing you can do is love them. Okay? They'll get the answers. The intelligence is infinite that's in our heart. That's where we get all the information that we do get. Okay? It's not written in stone. It comes from God. It comes from love. So you are the host. You've been blessed to be tied to divine imagination. Who only wants one thing. It's got to follow its heart. And that's God. And God's been letting you use his imagination to wrap your beliefs on it. To teach you how to love. You're here to express love. And so when you say, I am. When you sit still. Your mind's not talking. You're just in quiet. You're just hanging. Well... When you think with I am then, you're thinking with the one in your heart. You've shut out the one in your head. You've gone straight to the source. Okay? And you imagine, you know, people congratulating you and all that stuff. You know, but if you're not getting a feeling of love from it, how good that feels. You know, to see their smiles, to see how happy they are. You know, this is why you give to others in your imagination. And then you get what you gave to them. This is why there's a law of attraction. Okay? You, you get what you give. Understand, when you're speaking, I am, whether you're conscious of it or not, you're calling on God. Show me this. You know? 
And if you're talking about others, <coughs> then you'll be shown that. You know, and a lot of us are here to learn that and then use that on everyone else. And who doesn't want love? It's all you're doing. They'll think of their own ways. They'll do their own thing. They'll come up with their own ideas. And this will be shown to you how love is working. And if you don't like what you're seeing, then you're not using love properly. And love is what you give attention to. What are you going to give your attention to? You know, are you going to worry? Are you going to know all is well? Captain's on the bridge. I'm just going to sit here and live life. It's all good. I'm not going to pay attention to those guys. I love them. And I wish them the best. And I forgive them for showing me that. You know, and it does, one of the th stories that Neville Goddard told was about a woman who turned out it was Lucille Ball. Um, I love Lucy. And that, uh, her neighbor had another neighbor on the other side, just noisy kids, always screaming and fighting. And he just wanted them to be gone. Okay, he wanted silence from over there, you know, some peace. And he went to her and said, I know you can, uh, you know, hear things and, and have it happen. You know, would you do this for me? You know, and so she did. Okay. She took it on faith. You know, she believed this man when he said uh, they were very noisy and stuff. And so she did. She did him a good turn, right? Well, within three days, the... Um, family was in a car accident, the parents died, and the three children went off with, um, uh, you know, relatives, and he had his quiet. And Lucille Ball was just tortured about that. And she was about to commit suicide over it. You know, when her best friend called Neville, and Neville assured her that that's just how, you know, she didn't do a thing. All she did was imagine it was quiet. There's nothing wrong in that. The man was asking for some peace and she gave it to him. But what Neville didn't understand was, you know, that God was just showing you, you know, something you would not want to have happen for another. That's not how I wanted that silence to happen. Okay? There's nothing wrong in them having silence. Neville was quite right. And God works in mysterious ways. He's quite right. And God is in all men. Don't worry about it. Okay? They're fine. They played their role. It was time for them to exit. And what did you learn from the experience? You know? That's the question. And, the, and really, it's, oh, you know, George, I'm sure they're just having a tough time of it, and it's going to be fine tomorrow. Give them a little space. 
Okay, don't don't worry about that. We have the best neighborhood ever, don't you think? Well, yeah. It'd be a boring place if we were all just perfect, right? Well, yeah. You know, everybody has their ups and downs. Let's just let's just let them be. I bet they're gonna be lovey dovey by the end of the week. It's like, okay. You know, that would have been the better response from Lucille Ball. You know. Instead she went in, she forced it, you know, in a way, because she took on that belief. And, and it caused her so much pain and suffering. You know, and Neville tried to get her to understand that. But that's not something she came to understand, that God is in our hearts. You know, and he did not uh, know about forgiveness at that time, so he didn't pass that knowledge on. And she never really learned that. So she, you know, lost the love, the passion of her life, Desi Arnaz, and then she did get a peaceful life. But, you know, it, it wasn't tasty anymore. It was just peace. And peace is nice, you know. But the whole idea of what uh, the Bible is talking about and using that technique, that Jacob used the technique to get his birthright and his birthright was to be free to live life and love life and be free just being Jacob and loving Jacob and loving Jacob's life that's his birthright okay for seeing it that way now that's the birthright okay and he was meant to get it because he's the second son. The man, okay, the man who holds imagination. And the first son is the man who holds a consciousness. And it worries about all the stuff from the outside. That's Esau. And Jacob is the man who was born enslaved, you know, and wants to be free. He just wants it all. And he doesn't want to have to work for it like Aesop does. He wants it all. Okay. Well, go claim your birthright from your father. Okay, but wait a minute. You know, and there's that little guilt coming. And he had to learn also to deal with his fears. So the Psalm 4610 is. You know, be still and know I am God. He's right there. That's the seat, your heart. Go tell him everything. He knows it all. And if you're coming from a place of love, you really don't want to see others in pain and suffering. You don't want to see them. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to feel it. No. You know, no. That's when you go forgive. So that everybody comes together. Well, you know, brother, I got, let's go talk about this. You know, I was just afraid and, did, you know, you were showing me admiration and respect and I rejected it because of what others were saying. And I'm sorry. Don't you worry about it, brother. I was forgiven. Come on. It's all good. You know.
So it's really about obtaining that motivation that it's the love in your heart that you're expressing. That's God in your heart. That's what you're here for. God is love and God is life. And you're the vessel. And he's going to go inside you and give you anything you want. Okay? Well, I want an easier way of getting food. Welcome to agriculture. You know? Oh, man, this is great. And then you don't get lost in the details. That's the outside. You don't give power to the details. That's the outside. You just love God. Because God is your car. And God is your house. And God is your bank account, and God is your neighbors, and God are the children on the street. And you can hear them as being screeching, screaming little brats that are bothering your life. Or you can see them as beautiful expressions of love. And they know you want some peace and quiet. Look, they've run down the street. They're going to play ball in the field. I think I'll go down there after my nap. So, you know, I hope this helps give you a, a, the conscious perspective that, you know, will help you see that be still and know I am God. Consciousness is God. You know, the one in your heart. You know, so, and then, you know, the one in your head is, is pretty much about all the outside stuff. Know, but eventually, you keep going to God, you keep forgiving, you're ripping those layers off your heart, and now it's shining. It's shiny, 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 and everything really is perfect. And you're happy to be you. You love you. You love your life. It's, it's perfect. Hope this helps. Blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being you.